Hey kiddos, welcome to Dad Feelings. It's a podcast about fictional fathers. Uh, this week I am joined by Dave Shumka, a podcaster, host of Stop Podcasting Yourself, and the relatively new show, our debut album. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Uh, I am well, yeah. Um, and you, when I reached out to you, um, I think we originally were talking about doing... Um, God, what was it? It was a, a dad from a, another sitcom, I think. Uh, f- uh, from The Wonder Years. Not, yes. So it's not a sitcom sitcom, a sure. dramedy. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. And that was actually, um, I actually have never seen The Wonder Years. I sort of only know it as like a pop cultural trope. The whole like, uh, the whole thing at the end of like the kid telling his whole story. Um, yeah, the, the voiceover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I was a little relieved when you changed your mind about a week or two ago. And decided that you wanted to talk about Frank Costanza, George Costanza's father from Seinfeld. Yes. So I'm curious why Frank Costanza, of all of the fictional dads that you could have chosen, jumped out at you. Um, I yeah, he's not a good dad. Mm-hmm. Like he's not someone I'm drawn to. I don't have feelings of warmth towards him. Uh, as a character, I think he's great and so funny, and and just not like just not a real thing like he seems Mm -hmm. ludicrous he can't exist in this world and yet there's things about him that are that just ring very true and it's i think it's because in the world of seinfeld the show's called seinfeld you're seeing the world through jerry seinfeld's eyes and george is his best friend and frank costanza is just this prototypical nightmare friend's dad Mm -hmm. i just remember going to other kids houses and being uncomfortable around (laughs) other kids dads Mm -hmm. and he embodies a lot of the things i remember about that he's you know he's he's a little angry well he's very angry (laughs) but uh he's temperamental and he he rushes to judgment and uh, he's they're just too loud. It's it's when you're in someone when you're in when you're a kid and you go to your friend's house and someone just changes the energy. It is a weird experience as you're growing up. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, that's something I haven't thought about in a long time. But like when you're growing up and you are at a friend's house, there's this weird nebulous power dynamic there because they have their parents have power over them and they have some kind of power over you just by virtue of being an adult but like it's always kind of unclear what that's like and the the kind of most mortifying situation for me was always like being at a friend's house and they're in trouble and like what is my role here what am i supposed to do right now right or being at a friend's house if you, oh uh, the the nightmare scenario of a sleepover and you you eventually the parents have to let their guard down and you, you know, you see, you maybe see the parents <laughs> in their underwear. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had, I actually, my longest friend, um, uh, his father was kind of famous in our friend circles growing up for just kind of walking around in just his boxers. Right. Um, and he would sort of like do that. He would leave like GQs in the bathroom. It was like a whole thing. And it was this very weird experience to see that like the human side of like mr whatever right yeah and uh, especially because like you were saying around you know if your friend gets in trouble 
or or the fact that these people have some power over you for the time being, but they can't really, you know, I guess they could get you in trouble with your parents, but that seems like a lot of steps to mm-hmm. go through. And you'd have to do something pretty bad. <laughs> right. And plus, um, now that I'm a, a dad myself, like the the my the relationships with other parents aren't I'm I'm sort of seeing my own parents' relationships with other parents uh, from a whole new light. Like I just assume all parents knew each other mm-hmm. when I was a kid. <laughs> and so when my parents would say, you know, Dave, we're gonna come pick you up at at four thirty, be waiting be watching for the car, uh, it meant I don't wanna have to come up and make small talk with <laughs> your loser friends, loser parents. <laughs> Yeah, that's so funny to be on the other side of that. Like, um, yeah, it's so many of these things like I haven't thought about in a really long time because they are like just these experiences from when you are really navigating the world from the position of like a kid. And it's this very like there's kids and there's adults. Um, And thinking about Frank Costanza in that light, it seems like, like you said, he is kind of like this character who just couldn't exist. But like, it seems like if you took everyone's like a story about everyone's friend's dad and just like combined them into this one avatar, he is just like the personification of like these like outrageous stories about yeah. fathers acting up in public places or about fathers like embarrassing kids in front of friends or all these different things. Yeah. And he is sort of, uh, yeah, cause he has, the the TV Guide collection, which I'm mm-hmm. sure is based on someone's dad. Uh, he had the whole Serenity Now thing where, where he uh, he used that to cool himself off. Mm-hmm. He would scream at the top of his lungs. Um, and these are yeah, they do sort of seem like actual tidbits. But when you when you combine them all into one person, it's a ludicrous person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, it seems like he's sort of George is perpetually a teenager like he he reverts back to this kind of always embarrassed state whenever he's around his parents like he can't he he just can't believe this is still Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is still going on Mm -hmm. um yeah (laughs) i forget where i was going (laughs) yeah yeah, no i mean um yeah because from i think most of the show or like a lot of it at least george is living with his parents yeah and that is like such a thing i feel like of obviously seinfeld is like 20 years ago and so probably there were fewer people moving back with their parents it's a lot more normalized now um now now that like no one has any money and no one can find (laughs) a job um and um but yeah like there are certain situations that i find can really bring you back to that kind of dynamic and like the one, the classic one for me is like being in a restaurant with your parents and like having them either banter with or like argue with waitstaff or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember if there was a Seinfeld episode about that, but it feels like a very Frank Costanza thing to do, like to like shout at uh, a restaurant manager or to just sort of like hassle he some like poor teen. Yeah, he definitely raises his voice in restaurants. Mm-hmm. And go like he he he's not self aware enough to know that he's embarrassing George, and George's mother doesn't seem embarrassed by any of this either. Mm-hmm. Like she's she uh, she's no <laughs> day at the park. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like I'm just thinking of the time that 
uh, he he goes out to dinner with George's fiance's family they, at, at their house, mm-hmm. and they bring this cake, and the the fiance's parents forget to put the cake out after dinner, and so they <laughs> take it back, and George's dad is furious that they they think they're better than me, they uh, uh, they they refuse to put out my cake. It's perfectly good cake. And he just rushes to judgment of these people who made an honest mistake. He's he's mm-hmm. he's just a nightmare. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, do you have any experiences like that growing up of just like being in a situation with your parents where there's some kind of conflict going on and you're just kind of like trying to just like disappear or like just like melt out of the room because it's just too mortifying? Um, not specifically that, but I do like... And not with my dad, more with my mother, because I don't know why uh, she's a perfectly sweet lady. <laughs> but uh, I, and I think she I, I over time, it's it's taken me a while to realize that, that she just has a, a sense of humor and she's just, you know, she's just having fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just like even in my mid 30s, I can totally slip back to being an embarrassed teenager around her. When, you know, she uh, asks yeah, a waiter, hey, could you turn down the, could you go somewhere and turn down the music and turn up all the lights? Which, of course, mom, no, they can't. <laughs> this is a, this, there's 200 people in this restaurant. They're not going to turn down the music and turn up the lights for you. <laughs> I have these very vivid uh, episodes from my childhood where things like that would happen to me. So like the one that sticks out in my mind the most that like I was thinking about a lot in just like thinking about this episode was um, my dad just like tearing into this like poor beleaguered teen making minimum wage at a Dairy Queen because uh, I guess I think I had ordered a blizzard and I was like maybe seven or eight and um, when we got it, it was like really drippy and wet. And I think at the time, I don't know if it's still the case, but Dairy Queen's slogan for blizzards was like, they're upside down right thick. <laughs> and, they, uh, and they had to turn them upside they down. They had to turn them upside they, down. They still do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I haven't been in a while. So, okay, they still do that. But um, And this kid didn't turn it upside down. And um, my dad just kind of like stared him down and was like, turn that upside down. And the kid was just like, like, was just like, was not having it, was just trying to like ignore it until he went away and was like, that does not look upside down right thick to me. And like, he was just like, you have to make it again. And I was just like, oh, oh my God, I'll, dr- I'll eat the melted blizzard. Like, it's whatever it is, it's not worth it's gonna it. It's going to be melted in 30 seconds yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just like, yeah, it was a very kind of like Frank Costanza moment of just like this you know, losing it over this like tiny and, you know, my dad is a perfectly nice person as well, but it was just one of those things of like, <laughs> I don't know. And it's like this story that became legend among my, my friends just <laughs> because of just like this example of a dad just, just being a dad flying off the hook. I remember, uh, it was a friend's mother who I think every, it's the kind of mother that everyone in my, uh, in my class did an impression of this woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she was just such a character. And I, I remember one time I had a cold and I was sniffling and it, apparently she had never heard a 10 year old sniffle before <laughs> because she acted like it was the most disgusting thing. And she, 
everything stopped and she she like she demanded to know who had just sniffled <laughs> and i had to i had to confess it was me but i didn't get the get the big deal i'm a kid mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's it's weird looking back at these things um yeah just like <laughs> parents, parents. parents flying off the handle yeah yeah i mean in kind of a non-threatening way i guess um those are, are more funny than the other kind um but that's the thing with like frank Costanza is he's never like it, i think he means well in a lot of ways um but he goes about things in this way that is just like completely insane yeah and he thinks i guess he he's I, you know, he means well in the sense that he, he wants George to behave properly. <laughs> yeah. But his, his, his barometer for whatever that means for behaving correctly is so out of whack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So have you, um, I'm guessing you probably have not been, you know, watching Seinfeld and going back to that about kind of like dads in, uh, in television that probably isn't. I would hope that Frank Costanza isn't anyone's like primer on fatherhood. Um, <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> um, but how how have you been like uh, you know interacting with or like reflecting on kind of representations of dads in in media since becoming a dad? Um, and that was like how how old is your kid at this point, or how long have you been a dad? Uh, the answer to both questions is the same. Uh, about twenty two. <laughs> About twenty-two months. Okay, so not not quite two. That would be weird uh, if they were different. Yeah, I've been a dad a long time, but my kid <laughs> is uh, my mm-hmm. kid's brand new. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, no, I feel it's it's hard. Like I don't, um, I don't really go to pop culture for kind of representations of of dads, I, and maybe that's because there aren't very many shows about two-year-olds interacting mm-hmm. with their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime there's a two-year-old in something, it's either it's probably played by a five-year-old, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> or a you know you know just a doll. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it's when I think of like the dads from the TV that I uh, grew up watching, mm-hmm. none of them are great dads, right. Either, yeah. It's like you know. Carl Winslow spent all of his time with Urkel <laughs> instead of his own kids. And, and um, uh, you know. And he uh, shot that Dan- kid. <laughs> he shot that kid? He shot a kid. <laughs> in, wait, wait, <laughs> he shot a kid in Family Matters? <laughs> no. It was uh, Reginald Bell Johnson in, um, God, it was another role. I forget. But in Die Hard? <laughs> possibly Die Hard. It's just he delivers this line. He just says, "I, I shot a kid. I shot a kid." And it's. <laughs> I hope it's not family matters. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, not great in a lot of ways. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, there are like obviously there's good dads and things and like sure. Uh, but I, uh, not really for two year olds, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. not. Anything you see on TV of a dad interacting with a two-year-old, it's like some Lifetime movie where <laughs> about shaken baby syndrome or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess that's true. There aren't a whole lot of, uh, yeah, stories about 
two-year-olds. I guess there I, are not a lot of interesting stories to tell at that point. I mean, the ones that come to mind are Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is not, that is not, I mean, even if I had the technology, I think I would probably be a little more careful <laughs> with it. Very strange name also for that movie, like very misleading. Yeah, like an exploded kid. It, yeah. it seems like honey, some I kind of... enlarged the kid. Honey, sure. I I don't know. There's got to be a better verb. And uh, the other one I'm thinking of is well, a three men and a baby, and three men and a sure. little lady mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And I guess Full House to a certain extent. Yeah, they I had guess so. For a while. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I guess I watched all of those things, but never. Um, <laughs> never put like I ne- could never pull lessons out that's, from, from yeah. a dad. Yeah, I mean, th- I guess that's probably good that you didn't. Um, I, I something that comes up on the show sometimes is like there aren't really a lot of great representations of dads. Um, and that's true of moms as well. But like specifically with dads, like the kinds of images that you get are like the sort of like lazy dad who's totally incompetent which basically means that the mom has to do everything Mm -hmm. or you get kind of like fun wacky uh sometimes terrifying dad which i guess frank costanza would probably fall into that category and that's like your homer simpsons as well so there's not really like i don't think anyone really should be looking to pop culture for like dad advice um but yeah i know i'm curious like how how that people you know see that differently as they become dads sometimes um sure and i think eventually like you have this image of you know playing catch or whatever right right uh that you uh, uh, but i think that sort of manifests itself in all kinds of different dad experiences whether you know you're not necessarily bonding over america's pastime but you uh you know, it's whatever dancing in the kitchen or uh, bath time or or uh, any other everyday thing that isn't necessarily um, uh, as as schmaltzy as uh, <laughs> having a catch with with old dad. Right, and I feel like that image it has to get replaced at some point, right? Like at some point, it's going to be like you're. I was going to say tossing an iPad, but that doesn't seem right. Um, just, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but Frisbee, just tossing like a Frisbee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess what would be the next step of, like, dad and kid bonding is, I, you know, there's still some that probably still ring true of, like, your kid taking off uh, the, their uh, training wheels or... You know, giving your kid driving lessons. That mm-hmm. kind of thing. Driving your kid around so that they can catch Pokemon. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That seems like a thing that's probably happening. Yeah. I think that's, a, a, that's definitely today's, today's parent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that's a, is that the name of a magazine? Today's, today's parent? parent? Yeah. That seems right. Are there magazines? Like, I'm just, there are parenting magazines? Of course there are. What are they talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. There's parenting everything. Mm-hmm. That's actually something that I'm curious about um, because I've heard from a few friends and like a few other folks that I know about trying to prepare for being a parent when you're a dude. And a lot of the advice around that is like purely jokey, like is like, 
build a man cave or like all these like ridiculous things that are like they're more humor books than they are like actual serious like here is how to do this thing mm-hmm. is that your experience there oh definitely um that my wife did so much reading because it was <laughs> she was concerned about what was going to come out of her body mm-hmm. uh uh and there's so much you reading you have to do just for the birth um, for, I mean, in theory, you have to, sure. yeah, you, you can also <laughs> not do it. Yeah. Uh, but then there's, a, a, right away, there's a whole nother set of things you have to learn. Um, and, uh, yeah, it is a, there's a lot of dad advice from other dads of just like, don't get used to sleeping in guy. And I'm, I don't sleep in anyway, so <laughs> I go, well, say goodbye to sleep. I'm like, that's, that's fine. I, I, I think I, I'll manage. And it, that's the kind of thing that's fine because, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> a teenager. Like, <laughs> uh, that's sort of like a thing of having to sleep in every Saturday is, a, you know, uh, long gone for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's always, you know, uh, uh, we, we went on a flight with our kid, uh, a month ago and it was my wife and me and, and the two year old sharing two seats and this guy sitting next to us, uh, by himself. And he had another friend on the plane who walked past him and just started singing the wheels on the bus to this guy. Like, Hey, hey sucker, you have to be around a kid. <laughs> and it's just, it's this sort of weird macho, like. Like, what does a 40-year-old man have in common with a kid uh, sort of sentiment that, that still seems to be prevailing in uh, in certain circles? Yeah, I know. That, that is, <laughs> that is, it's weird, right? Like this, um, yeah, this assumption that like being a mom is like natural for people, but being a dad is like something that you have to work for or like get dragged into in a way that a mother doesn't like that seems to be still around. Yeah. And it does sometimes feel that you, as a dad, you are kind of an outsider. Sure. Yeah. Your, your kid for the first weeks wants nothing to do with you Mm because milk doesn't come out of you. Right. And, uh, as I was, before I was a dad, I was an uncle to many I think I have uh, six or seven nieces and nephews. And it's weird because, you know, a a three-year-old will say something to you and you can't understand them. They're Mm -hmm. speaking a complete sentence, but you you maybe catch two or three words. And you, you, because they haven't learned to talk from (laughs) you. (laughs) So you haven't learned uh, what consonants they they can and cannot (laughs) use properly. Um. And it's worrisome and you feel like an outsider and you feel like you won't be able to do this. But then you just do like you like having a you you get prepared for having a uh, six month old by having a five month old. Mm -hmm. And you get prepared for having a two year old by having a one year old. It just you learn as you go. You don't need to to know all the dad stuff uh, right off the bat if there is any dad stuff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, or dad specific stuff mm-hmm. like you don't need to parenting just kind of uh, uh it comes incrementally i guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i mean it just seemed like 
one of those things that like it seems dumb to say but like people have been doing it for a long time so like of course like people are gonna be able to like pick up kind of like on the job training like yeah at a, after I mean, a certain point yeah one thing is like as the dad you you do have this temptation to kill and eat the baby so you <laughs> that's yes. definitely there right but you know, it's frowned upon sure yeah in polite society yeah sure so you settle for the placenta well yeah i mean it's a compromise right that's what parenting is about exactly yeah yeah <laughs> maybe that is a good place to wrap up sure you know placenta eating (laughs) that's uh it's what's for dinner (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um yeah so um yeah i don't know is there anything else you want to circle back around to frank costanza i feel like yeah that is pretty much his whole thing is just he's this avatar of like friends parents amalgamated into this one guy and i guess i never really thought about seinfeld as like jerry seinfeld's like point of view like it's kind of obvious in retrospect but like he it's just like you're seeing the world through his like bizarre perspective yeah kind of you're not he doesn't really suffer any uh, failures or any great successes it's just He's kind of even keel all mm-hmm. throughout it, and then all this stuff is going on around him. So it it feels sort of like his life is you sitting down. <laughs> like he's kind of, uh, uh, you know, he's kind of watching this whole thing happen. Um, the other one thing I wanted to mention about uh, Frank Costanza was that he he always. Um, George has has this friend that he grew up with named Lloyd Braun mm-hmm. that every that George's parents thought the world of and they always <laughs> wished George could be more like Lloyd Braun. Mm-hmm. And that is another um I wonder if that's a real cuz I didn't experience that. Like my parents never said why can't you be more like so and so. Right. But I wonder if that is a real parent thing of why can't you be more like this kid from your class? I mean, maybe maybe it happens in families. Of why can't you be more like your brother? But it just seems like such an insult to say, why can't you be more like <laughs> some other people's kids? Yeah, that seems like a real, like one of the worst burns you can do to your kid. Like, and it's also kind of a burn on you. Yeah, like you're, you, di- you made this person to some exactly. extent. Like, <laughs> this kid looks like you, yeah. so you should embrace them (laughs) yeah yeah cool well thank you so much for coming on this was uh this was super fun yeah my pleasure thank you yeah um and i mean i'm guessing that anyone who listens to this you know little production is already aware of your stuff but um your uh podcasts are both on max fun or just stop podcasting yourself. Right, yeah. Our debut album is just is um, is indie. Um, I'll put links to both of those in the show notes. And you're on Twitter at Dave Shumka. Exactly. Awesome. And your Twitter account is so good, by the way. Um, Thank you. It's just like very high quality content constantly. No, not not interrupted by any like sandwich updates or anything like that although <laughs> i wouldn't complain but just yeah oh. a plus yeah i mostly just have the same sandwich every day so it's not yeah. it's 
Uh, it's not about that for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You could have a separate account that just tweets that like once a day. Oh, I do. I have a secret account. Oh, my God. And every day it's the same, you know, whatever. Havarti yeah. <laughs> and um, salami. I, <laughs> those are sandwich ingredients, you right? <laughs> so you have the same sandwich every day but cannot name it. Interesting. Look, I, I get a, a selection of meats and cheeses for the week and then mm-hmm. I mix and match as I go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it checks out. All right. Um, cool. Well, I will let you go. Um, thanks again for, for being on. Thank um, you. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you later. Bye, kiddos. Dad Feelings is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by Nick Bravo for Stay Mean. Stay Mean is listener-supported. If you appreciate the shows we make and want access to bonus episodes and other perks, support us at dadfeelings.com support. Our theme music is Swell Content by Speedy Ortiz off their album, Foil Deer. Thanks to Car Park Records and Sadie Dupuy. Thanks for listening. Be good, kiddos.